Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast of Shemaine's Model Health for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals and figure out what works for their body and how it does actually work. I'm Shemaine Linney. I am your host. I'm a biohacker and fitness and nutrition expert. I'm very happy to have you back with me for another week. Um, and this week's episode's going to be pretty quick. We're going to follow on from our sleep series and wrap it up with this episode. But before I go on, I must remind you that the information in these podcasts is for informational purposes only and not to be taken as medical advice. Please consult with your healthcare practitioner before you make any lifestyle changes. Okay, so this week... We're looking at naps and like I said it's going to be a pretty quick podcast as you can imagine there's not too much to say about naps but I do want to give you a bit of um, some tips and a bit of insight on napping. So um, I'm not a big napper but I will nap when I feel I absolutely need it and I'm pretty intuitive pretty in tune with my body I'll know when my body's like oh hell no we need we need a nap like nobody look at me I'm going to lie down for a couple of minutes Um, and I usually have to be in a pretty fatigued state for that to happen and I'll feel very inflamed and my brain will be inflamed and like I've said in the other podcasts even my teeth will be inflamed and that's when I know I need to just take those 20 minutes and just rest my eyes and hopefully even get into a light sleep for the 20 minutes So the secret to napping is to prevent yourself from falling deeper than into that N1 or N2 stages of sleep. And we discussed those stages in, I think, Biohacking Sleep episode one. Um, So your naps should last no longer than 20 minutes. Longer naps usually lead to grogginess and making you even more tired because you've got into that deeper sleep stage. Um, And this so-called sleep inertia, um, this grogginess is caused by the increased production of adenosine. If you wish to catch up for lost sleep or say accelerate your brain performance and your cognition, it can sometimes be helpful to sleep for a little bit longer, but I generally don't advise it. Like focus on getting your good night's sleep and if you absolutely need to stick with your 20 minutes. In cases where you need to catch up for lost sleep, let's say you were up with a sick kid during the night or um, you were traveling or something, it's best to plan out your nap so it lasts for a complete cycle so approximately 90 minutes the best time to nap is about six to out excuse me six to eight hours after waking up so that's when your circadian starts to dip um, in alertness and sleep starts to increase or your sleep hormones start to slowly increase so studies show that naps can improve memory and reverse the performance deteriorating effects caused by sensory overload. So stress, um, internal and external stressors. In studies conducted at the sleep laboratory of the University of Lockborough, it was discovered that naps last 
lasting less than 15 minutes reduced mistakes by 9% in a monotonous driving test. In the same test, people who ingested 200 milligrams of caffeine before the nap made 34% less mistakes. And you're like, hold on, what? What's that? You're having coffee before you have a nap? Well, check it out. Combining caffeine and napping is a very efficient combination because it takes about 20 to 45 minutes for caffeine to kick in properly. So a cup of coffee right before napping doesn't begin to have an effect until after your nap is over, which means that it won't negatively affect your sleep. You'll get that nice little cat nap. So you feel nice and re-energized and refreshed and then boom, your caffeine kicks in. So you've got that up leveling of cognitive performance there so super smart if you find that you're very fatigued but you maybe have a test or a lot of work to do you're taking your nap and you're having your coffee of course i'm going to recommend organic mushroom coffee um, if that's your thing Um, but definitely something to remember so let's look at these and you can take these notes down so Tips for an efficient nap. Okay. Unless you need to and you're playing the game super smart with your caffeine. Otherwise, you want to avoid caffeine and other stimulants once four hours before your nap. Okay. With that exception, if you're playing the game super smart. Um, So that's where you would drink a cup of coffee or ingest 200 milligrams of caffeine immediately before your nap set the alarm to 20 minutes um, or 90 minutes so 20 minutes with or without caffeine or 90 minutes without caffeine completely because you don't want to be in that 90 minute cycle and and then get woken up by the caffeine um, because that's just going to ruin it okay so then you want to make sure that you're covering your eyes with a sleeping mask if that filters out distracting light, unless you have really good blackout blinds. So we discussed the effects of light in the previous previous podcast, but if you're napping during the day and there's a chance that any light could disrupt you, pop on a sleeping mask. You can get some really good coverage sleeping masks with some nice breathable materials on Amazons that are not too expensive. And if you're in a noisy environment, you can use earplugs or you can experiment with headphones and white noise or pink noise or like binaural waves or something like that. Um, But I really do think it's best to get in the habit of just falling asleep in silence because in that sense, you're just silent silencing your mind and everything rather than still having noise in the background okay breathe in deeply and calmly so ideally we want you to inhale through your nose exhale through your mouth just until you're falling asleep so ideally you're impersonating someone who's sleeping and how they would breathe um recommendations usually are to try napping with um, 
on a hard mattress if you can or some sort of hard surface um, to help release endorphins and increase blood flow and stuff like that. Um, but those are my best tips. Now I did want to look really quick because I'm traveling soon in October. When I say soon, I mean the end of October. But a lot of people are traveling the last few months. Um, and I get questions like, do you sleep on an airplane or do you just wait till you get to your destination? So you can sleep on an airplane. Obviously, everyone is very individual. Um, I tend to not sleep on an airplane because I have a small child and I'm always trying to keep my eye on him. Um, but if I was, say, traveling alone, I would love to sleep on an airplane because a flight is a chance to kind of make up for lost sleep and just, again, silence your mind and rest yourself. Um, Again, it can be easier said than done, but there are some tips that have been collected in the biohacking world that might make it easier for people to get into a good sleep on an airplane or even on a train or a boat or whatever if you're driving or someone's driving you on a long journey. So here's some tips. Okay, you want to avoid stimulants approximately six hours before the flight. Use the toilet before boarding. Like that, that's just smart. Regardless of sleep, that's just really smart. Choose a window seat. That way you don't have to make room for passengers who need to get up and down for the bathroom or whatever. Make more leg room by selecting a seat in the exit row if you can. Or um, try use your check-in time to pick an ideal seat on the plane that just gives you a little bit of extra room. Um, sometimes I will look out when I'm flying if at the back of the plane I notice as we're flying that nobody is in the back few seats I'll just move the aerostasis generally don't have an issue with that and it just allows me to get that extra room. Avoid noisy seats um, especially those beside the toilet or the plane's engine so center of the plane is always going to be best though for EMFs and um, electromag other electromagnetic frequencies. Wear comfortable clothes. Try not wear clothes that are too tight, that are restrictive and will cut off circulation, especially if you're someone that suffers with fluid retention or swelling when traveling. I do, so I'll try not wear tight, restrictive clothing around my ankles or around my waist or anything. Um, you can try supplements to improve your ability to fall asleep and we did discuss a lot of those in the previous podcast um, but my go-to's might be 5-HTP or L-theanine. Someone else might go to melatonin but as I mentioned before melatonin does not really do anything for me at all. If you want, you can tell the flight attendant and the person next to you that you intend to fall asleep and please do not disturb me. Uh, you can even lie and say I was up all night, I'm exhausted. Um, remove as many disturbances as you can again from your surroundings so like your sleeping mask and your earplugs um, from my experience noise cancelling headphones uh, with proper earmuffs work better so I tend to really like um, skull candies they have some nice um, nice noise cancelling headphones and they're not too expensive either either 
Try to fall asleep the moment you board the plane because takeoff and the initial ascent, they last long enough so that by the time the food cart or the drink cart goes around, you already feel like you've had some rest. Try to keep your seat in an upright position though and wear your seatbelt. If you recline your seat, there's a chance that the flight attendant might wake you up uh, for some reason or another, you know, when that little annoying beeping goes off. Um, so that obviously applies to takeoff and landing. So you want to try learn to sleep with your backrest in a vertical position and the seatbelt, of course, fastened. Get yourself one of those neck rests. So even if your head does fall, it's falling comfortably and it's not putting too much strain on the neck muscles either um, we don't want you waking up with a cramp or hurting yourself so those are my best tips for a nap um, I do like napping like I said and I will recommend it to my clients but I really unless you find that napping improves your cognitive performance when you really need it I try to just keep it to when I'm really feeling fatigued and I absolutely need it I don't really use it too much um, for cognitive performance I try to get the bulk of my heavy work done in the morning so I don't really need it by the time my cortisol starts to dip I've already got the majority of my work done anyway I hope you guys found that helpful short and sweet go back and listen to the other biohacking sleep podcasts if you get a chance I know it's a lot to take on there's a lot to listen to but it, it is very helpful and you can always take little bits away from it that are going to improve um, your health lifestyle so enjoy the rest of your week let me know if anyone has any requests for topics on podcasts over the next few weeks take care and I'll chat next week bye